Yeah, my name is uh, Len Nevin. I'm with um, EXP Realty. We run a group called Loyalty Home Group. Um, I've personally been in real estate. This is my 20th year. I was actually looking at my notes and everything. What's your uh, favorite part about what we do? Not being able to get fired. I mean, I... <laughs> That's your favorite part? No, I mean, so think about it, right? So I, I wanted to do real estate. And my grandpa had a real estate company. Um, my uncle was a realtor, worked actually for him. Gotcha. My grandpa on the other side was a real estate agent, had his own company. So it's kind of a family business for us. But I had- Did you work with those guys back in Illinois? No, that's no, the funny part. Separate, gotcha. Completely separate. So I actually went the direction of engineering because I was good at math and I like problem solving. And so I went to engineering school and all that other stuff. And I remember I was working for this company called Eisenman in Crystal Lake, Illinois back okay. in 2001. And obviously 9-11 happened and I survived like three or four layoffs with them. And then finally they were like, look, we're just, you know, cause the economy just got killed after that. Yeah, sure. And I remember showing up to work one day and you just, you're, your gut was yeah, I'm just, and, I'm, and the guy that I never see was at my desk. Oh, he's like, hey, you got a minute? I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I'm like, I know where this is going. And I just remember walking out of that meeting going, I never want to get laid off again. And sure. real estate was the answer to that. So does it mean it's been perfect? Does it mean I've been rolling in the dough every minute of it? Sure. Of course not. But at the end of the day, I can look in the mirror and go, if I'm not helping enough people reach their goals, then that's my fault. And that's why I'm not having the months that You're I want to have. You're controlling your own destiny. Exactly. So. Gotcha. Outside of that, what do you think the most rewarding part of your job is? For me personally, it's it's helping other agents realize that they can make a career out of this. I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I love working with buyers and sellers and I love helping them reach their goals. Um, I just know the struggle and I see the struggle. I mean, we see it on our team. I ran an office for a while. You see these new agents come in and they're gung-ho, they're ready to, you know, conquer the world. Right. You know, and you take somebody like Jason who you know, he got into real estate and six months in, he's just like beating his head against the wall going, I feel like I'm doing everything right, but nothing's going right. right. And being able to help him, I mean, he's kicking all sorts of tail in real estate and helping right. all sorts of people and helping and seeing that happen actually gives me more happiness than handing over keys. So you like, you like the coaching aspect more? Yeah, than absolutely. Coaching. What about the coaching aspect really gives you fulfillment? Like I said, just seeing people, you know, well, it, you don't get, you don't sign up for real estate without having big goals past the nine to five, right? Right. And that's the other thing too, is I remember when I was in that engineering job, I knew what my limit was. Like I knew that in order for me to reach a certain point of income, my path was going to be very tough and it was going to require more schooling. It was going to require more licensing. It was going to require you know, to get your PE license, then you can cap out at a certain career. And then, then you got to work in your way to like management, then you got to work your way into ownership. And then you probably got to go start your own firm and gotcha. then the capital get that going. And then you, it's just with real estate, it was just kind of like, Hey, I'm the master of my own destiny type right. thing. All right. And so seeing other people with that same goal and helping them make that happen is the cool so you part. you kind of saw your, you said your uncle and someone else go down that path. Oh yeah, absolutely. Gotcha. Yeah. And you know, I grew up with a lot of my family members, half were like nine to fivers and half had their own businesses. And the ones who seemed to take more, not, and I don't, not saying they're lazy, but they had nicer vacations. They had nicer homes. They had nicer cars. Um, 
those were all the self-employed people who ran their own businesses. You saw it firsthand. Yeah, and I was kind of like, you know, the nine to five struggle people were, you know, they didn't have that. So I'm like, you have a choice when you're grown up, you know, which which model inside your family do you want to follow? So I followed that one. I think one of the biggest things I've seen with Lynn is no matter which side we're talking about, sales, buyers, sellers, agents, he's a problem solver. Um, and, and that goes all the way back, that goes to the technology side of things, building out programs for the agents. I mean, he's just awesome at it. Um, teaching Appreciate the agents, that. his patience, he's, he's uh, so patient, which he, he picks me up on that side because that's where I'm a, I'm a high energy guy. Don't have, uh, don't have the patience. Why don't you get it yet? He, you know, it's good. You have that yin and yang, yeah. right? So. He's the more, hey, settle down, you know, it's, you know, more calm. Here's the step we need to take. And, and I'm the more, let's get it done, let's get it done, you know? So together, it, it's a good, it's a good, uh, a yeah, mesh. it's a good dynamic, yeah. for sure. Um, but, you know, with buyers and sellers, I mean, any kind of problem, and, and uh, Lynn's got a solution because he's been doing it for so long, he's seen it all. Well, isn't that what we, our whole industry is really about? Yep. Solving problems, right? It's, problem that's solvers. it. I mean, you 100%. see it all the time on your end. 100%. So I've introduced myself. What Nobody knows who I am. I but got one more know. question for you. Okay, sure. What is the least favorite part of your job? <laughs> the least favorite part of my job? Or, or you, you could either answer least favorite or most challenging. I would say the most challenging part of our industry and the job just being in real estate as a realtor is just planning for the unknown changes, right? So we'll just, let's flashback 12 months ago. We were unstoppable. I mean, as an industry, right, and as a team. I mean, we'll just add that to the mix. And you don't think that anything can really affect it because you're like, look, I'm hustling. I'm doing my work. I'm doing everything I need to do. And you're like, yeah, no outside influences can change anything that the way you know with what I'm doing. And then the Fed comes in and start raising rates. Yep. And so six months worth of people that we had been working with that were getting ready, prepping you know, taking the steps, remodeling their homes, painting, whatever you want to call it, all of a sudden we're like, yeah, I'm out. Right. And you're like, oh, wow. So you literally, when the the, the rates went, j -j -j -j, like once they hit like 6%, half, like I would say 90% of our database basically bounced. Yeah. And so we had to start from scratch in yeah. some, in some ways. That's the part I hate, but it's also the part I love the most. So it's a, it's a total double-edged sword because never change the industry, right? right so being able to flip us you know flip the script with it and going no you know this that's a challenge great let's let's tackle it let's make it happen and right now we're i would say we're on par with the next six months to look like what the pre the first six months of 22 looked like which was phenomenal because we restructured and we didn't restructure per se and we just took out our old you know, dusty toolbox and said, okay, well, these are the tools we got to use now instead of the ones we were Shift using before. Mindset. Yeah, really? exactly. Yeah. So that's, Very that's cool. probably the most challenging part of the industry is just staying on top of that and, you know, helping people, clients, buyers, sellers, and then the agents on the team be able to see, you know, what, what's the old saying, you know, see the forest through the trees type thing. Six months ahead of it. Yeah. That's hard industry though, because especially this last time, it changed so quick. Very quick. That's one of the fastest changes I've been a part of. Yeah, I would agree. So great. Well, you want to go, Jason? You want me to? Uh, no, tell us a little bit about what you do and, sure. and uh, about yourself. Sure. So uh, my name is Josh Stahl. I'm the branch manager of uh, Homer Financial Group down here in uh, downtown Chandler. 
right behind these uh, little <laughs> little uh, blinds here. Um, been in the industry for 18 years. Um, been up and down. Seen, seen like you guys were just talking about it. Seen a lot of it. Yeah, I've lived in the East Valley for God forever. Spent a little time in California. Came back because I didn't like it. But uh, yeah, that's that's my story. No offense, he still does loans there, right? <laughs> uh, still does loans in California, licensed in nine states personally. Nine states. Which ones? Can you name them off real quick? Yeah. Or? So California, Washington, Nevada, Arizona, Texas, Florida, Illinois, Michigan. Nice. Nice. Colorado. <laughs> yeah, don't forget about Colorado. <laughs> and you said North Dakota, right? Not North Dakota yet. No, um, not, not, I'm not North Dakota. I'm going to get licensed in North Dakota. Okay. Okay, my, cool. My son plays football in North Dakota, so figured I'd get licensed there. Yeah, might as well make use of your time while you're up there. Yeah, if it's you know one uh, one loan a year, uh, more than pays for your license. Yeah. You know. So I mean, the, like I said about Lynn, problem solver. I've had you come in before and clean deals up that was just nosedived and crashed and burned from other lenders that buyers brought in. Well, what was that one? So yeah. Jason's on vacation, like. He sends me this text message, or right right as he's getting on the plane, he not goes, not just yeah. like around the corner. I was in I was in uh, Jamaica. Yeah, and he's basically like, look, he's like, once I get on this plane, he's like, I'm incommunicado. He's like, I don't need, you know, it's family vacation with a wife, and you know, that's probably the other hardest part about this industry, as you know, is Separation there's no such thing. And this is kind of joking around why we were like, yeah, I love the idea of real estate overtime because. It's just not a nine to five job, right? It's constant yeah. overtime. 24 seven. And so I'm like, how can I help him actually enjoy his vacation? And really it's more, how can I make sure his wife doesn't hate us while he's gone and saying, okay, this was a good move for him to move. It's from probably the, too late for that. But yeah, yeah, but but to move sure from appraisals, him. yeah, exactly. But to move from appraisals to real estate, it's like, how can he actually take the vacation? And so he, this deal falls apart and I, I remember and I remember like you know his relationship with you and this was the first time I had talked to you and I just grabbed the file and I sent it over to you and there was no reason that deal should have fallen apart with the other lender and I remember the client was the Chancellor's and I think Jason's actually helped them out twice or at yeah. least yeah. one more time yep um, it really from what I remember it really uh, stemmed from an income perspective you know I don't want to say bad about people on your street, but some some loan officers work harder than others. Right, right. So, and the other piece of our industry is there's some loan officers that have a ton more experience than others, right? And it shows, and that's what pays off. Like you were talking about earlier, adapting to change and and you know being able to do that comes down to experience and going through it. Yeah. Right? So, and I think there was some stuff with the HOA that wasn't yep. going through. And the I remember, stuff. yeah, and talking to the other agent, you know, he was obviously like well, freaking out because it fell apart like a week before the closing. Yeah. yeah. And we were able to push it out only a week and a half. Yep. And you were able to still come in and close that yeah, deal. Yeah, so he took that deal, took it over and closed it in 10 days. Pretty quickly. Which yeah. was awesome. That was, they were yeah. super stoked. Uh, everybody wins. Yeah. Everyone. So, I mean, that's, that's the really important part of having a really good loan officer um that has experience they can come in and clean stuff up clean stuff up um also one of the other uh, great parts uh, is all the different programs you offer and i yeah. mean we look forward to getting into those a little bit more yeah, in future episodes but 
there's such a wide array of what you can do and different programs that you have for people. Yeah, you've, you've got to have that now, especially in this last, you know, six, seven months. Where <laughs> Adapt and every change, right? Is, every yeah. counts, right? So, yeah, I mean, we've got, you know, help people with bank statements, you know, maybe their taxes aren't straight. Um, we've got, you know, DSR loans where you don't, you don't have any income, you're qualifying off of the rental, that's it. Um, so yeah, we'll get into that in future future episodes. Well, and even even like uh, uh, you know, we're working a couple deals right now, and when you're working with a loan officer who has the experience, I mean, we're sitting there racking our brain trying to figure out how to make these deals happen, yeah. and you came up with the solution. Yeah, um, I'm on this, you know, the deal I'm talking about, but you came up with the solution. Yeah, that was I was about ready to call it quits on that one yep. actually, and <laughs> right right before I was going to tell the lady. Hey, this this isn't going to work out. The idea of her son buying her place popped in my head. Boom! So now we got two deals two ready to close. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, problem solving. Cool. Problem solving. Yep. Um, I, I'll talk a little bit about uh, what I, why I love this job, and then we will kick it over to you, Jason. Okay. Cool. But um, ultimately, I love this job because there's there's nothing better than ha being able to help someone fill their the American dream really yep. I mean having someone buy a home if you've never been through that experience once you close on it there's something I mean I'm sure there's other things that are rewarding but it's such a rewarding process and feeling right? yeah for sure yeah. because I think we're, we're you know raised in America as hey owning a piece of land and a home is you know you've made it or you've arrived right so making someone who in the beginning probably felt like, hey, I have no chance of this, to actually closing the deal with them and they're moved in. And sometimes you can get, you know, some, some return gratitude. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much. You know, that that is the, the best feeling. Yeah, that is the best feeling for sure. And the other side of that too is uh, kind of like Len said, I do I do enjoy coaching my, my LOs too. And yeah. That is also very fulfilling, seeing them be able to replicate some of the things I'm doing and, um, you know, grow, you know, ultimately make more money for their families. That, that's also huge. Yeah. Well, and ultimately too, I mean, if you have a way that you, like a standard that you like to treat your clients, mm -hmm. I can only work with so many people at a time. And so by having other people working with me inside of this environment, treating their clients in the same fashion, I'm sure you feel the same way. It's like, Absolutely. you know, I can, it's alone I have, yeah, alone I have this much impact, but together we have this much impact. And I think that's a bigger reason, probably when I look back on it, why I like the idea of coaching and helping others achieve their goals too, is I know I'm having a larger impact on, because there's, there's a lot of crappy loan officers, there's a lot of crappy real estate agents. I mean, you had one the other day, you couldn't get the agent to call you back. Yeah. After like two oh, days, man. and he's I mean, like, I have an offer. It happens quite a bit, <laughs> right? <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, but it's like, answer the phone. Like, I have an offer. There's a seller out there who said, you're my agent, not you, obviously, so I'll point this way. I don't want anybody thinking, you know, I don't need that cut up wrong. Somebody go, hey, look, Jason sucks. Um, but you're my agent. I'm hiring you to help me, represent me, to sell my home. Yep. I work nine to five, so I can't do this 24 seven. This is your job, so you can do this 24 seven. And then they can't even answer the phone and acknowledge that an offer came in. Yeah, so that's like crazy. Said, though, you'd be surprised how often that happens. Oh, I'm sure you reach How out to often people. that happens? Well, just from the real estate side. Yeah. You know, you would think, to your point, that you get, you're representing someone to sell a house, 
you get an offer, you'd be excited. Oh yeah. You jump all over it. I mean, you, you can speak to that. Not the case. Yeah, <laughs> not the case. I was not a, the case. I had to literally, yeah. this, this particular agent, I put in the offer and then every time I put in an offer, I follow up with a text message, yep. letting them know, or a call, letting them know that I sent over the offer, please confirm receipt. I couldn't even get confirmation of receipt. So the next day, I'm emailing again, I'm calling again, this call goes straight to voicemail, voicemail isn't set up. Uh -huh. uh, so it's like, so then you have to get to the point where you have to contact the broker. And then the, the message I get back from the broker is we're out of office. Oh man. <laughs> so it's like, oh it was, it was the 23rd though. It wasn't like it was no. Christmas Day, it was the 23rd. Yeah, it was the 23rd. Yeah. It's like, come on. So, but anyways, I mean, yeah, that's that's uh, that's just a part of the business and you learn to get around it. Finally, I got around it, got a hold of them. Um, but, you know, that's... That deal didn't work out anyways. The deal but, no. didn't work out, no. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself and your career. Okay, so... Uh, I'm also a real estate agent with EXP Realty, um, team lead on the loyalty on Loyalty Home Group. Uh, my my um, ride there is a little bit different. Uh, I'm I'm in my third year, and I know it doesn't sound like much, but um, I've also got I'm coming up on 24 years as a real estate appraiser, a certified real estate appraiser. I come in with a different aspect. Sales is what I had to learn. Real estate, I, I feel. Um, like I, I have all of the knowledge there with all the stuff I've had to learn as an appraiser over 23 years. So that's my background is I'm able to bring something different to the table. Part of the thing, I'm also an investor. Um, I own uh, plenty of properties and rent them out and stuff like that. Uh, remodel them, sell them, all that good stuff. So I also can bring something to the table on that side of things. Um, but my favorite part probably is coaching like Lynn mm -hmm. said I love to coach people I love to help people um, I teach appraisal classes to real estate agents as well um, part of the I mean the motive behind that is just getting to know more people getting to help more people to answer the questions so I teach those appraisal classes to the real estate agents and at the end I'm just trying to say look if you ever have any appraisal questions um, reach out to me I'd love to help I'm not even necessarily looking for business on that side of things. Um, as time goes on, I'm doing less and less appraisals and more and more sales. Gotcha. Um, just because I'm 23 years in on the appraisal stuff and the change was refreshing and helping people in a different way rather than getting yelled at by loan officers and real estate agents, right? Is that the main, was that the main drive or what was the main drive behind your switch from, I mean, because I know you're still doing appraisals. But to say I want to put more of a focus on the real estate sales side versus appraisals. You know, it, it's funny. So when I when I added my real estate license, I didn't really have intent. Really? Um, I added it because I, I don't know. I just like to learn, and hmm. so I mean, at the same time I added my real estate license, I also add, added my SRA designation with the Appraisal Institute. Um, What's that? It, well, so it's a designation, just like all you know, realtors have all these fancy designations. The SRA designation is the top residential designation with the Appraisal Institute. Um, there's only about 1% of us in the country that hold that designation. Uh, so it is a prized designation to have, um, but essentially all it is is you've gone above and beyond learning uh, more stuff. And it's intense. I mean, it's not easy to get. Uh, you have to take... Uh, I believe it's like, uh, I can't remember how many hours it was. It's a ton of hours to take, but the classes are one thing. You got to pass the test too, just like your state test yeah. for real estate license. 
but then you have to actually go through intense training uh, modules and stuff like that. You, it's not just pass a test. You have to get to the test mm. to pass the test. So it's pretty intense. And uh, mm. a lot of people start it, don't finish it. Um, a lot of people let it go over time, um, but it's something that's prized for sure. Gotcha. So I've known, I've known Jason for about 16 years, amazing appraiser, um, great with kids and, and coaching and, and his realtors. What, what do you think that from the appraisal side helps you most with real estate? Is there, is there an advantage you think? Well, I definitely have, in, and this is just my opinion, obviously, and maybe I'm a little biased because it's, <laughs> but I definitely have an advantage when it comes to, to uh, valuing properties. Sure. So helping people on and the listing, gone. yeah, on the listing <laughs> side of things. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can come at it from a perspective of um, where I think we should list it at. Now, every appraiser is different. So, you, I mean, that's the part of it I have to explain to these right. people when we're listing it is based on what I see, this is where I think we should list it. However, an appraiser looks at it with a different scope. Okay, mm -hmm. appraisers are looking backwards, right? And all we're doing is representing the lender. On the appraisal side, our job is make sure the lender doesn't overextend on a loan. Right. That's our client and that's what our job is. On the agent side of it, our, our representation is to our client, which is going to be the seller and the buyer, right? To make sure they get as much money as they can on the sell side, or they get it for as cheap as they can on the buy side. Right. So it's a different scope. I have to take one hat off to do the other. Right. Um, but I can't let go of the knowledge that I have on the appraisal side when right. I'm helping someone on the real estate sales side. Let's say, uh, just to kind of tie that off, when you're in a listing uh, presentation, do you feel like the client respects your opinion more because of that past knowledge? For sure. And a lot of it depends on the client, right? Because all clients are different. Some are data driven and um, some are personality driven. Sure. Uh, so, you know, you try to come to that appointment with the personality and then you come, I always come with data. Gotcha. And and so if you, if you have that kind of seller that is, they want to see it. They don't just want to hear it, they want to see it. Yeah. And you can set it in front of them, you know, this is all the data I pulled. Here's the comps, here's the Cromford report data, um, here's how I crunch these numbers and what I come up with. Um, so yeah, I do I, I do feel like that it helps. And you know, I, I probably did somewhere between 10 and 15 on the list side last mm -hmm. year. And that was, you know, my, my second year in real estate. So mm -hmm. I, I feel like it's definitely an advantage. I would I would agree with that because I mean I remember when Jason was going on like his first couple listings, you know I was he was asking he's like well how do I look at it for because we were we'd crunch numbers and he would have one number and I'm like no I think we can go here and he's like where are you coming up with that he's like you know and I said well this is what I'm seeing exactly, and then it's like exactly how he said it yeah, pretty close pretty yeah close. because <laughs> remember on that Springfield property yep, yeah it was so like his number was probably about twenty thousand lower than know. where I was at and then we ended up getting. Oh, Twenty thousand over asking price yeah. in a different market, sure, sure. but it appraised by my buyer, <laughs> by your buyer actually. Um, so it was funny. We argued about the price of the property that we were going to list at, and then he ends up getting the buyer. That's a whole other story for another time. But it was just interesting to have that conversation with him, as far as you know. Here, look, this is how real estate agents think about pricing, and this is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm looking at, and he goes, "Okay, I can see where you're coming from." And this will be, I think, another great topic for us to talk about in the future too. Is just you know, how does a real estate agent approach of an appraiser gotcha. um, from that perspective when you have some of those discrepancies where it isn't black and white? I mean, this was 
an older neighborhood, not as cookie cutter as some of the other ones. I mean, now these new neighborhoods have five models, you know, and so it's pretty easy to find a model match inside these neighborhoods. Right. But I would say his, his expertise as an appraiser has absolutely helped him take listings because nice. I remember probably within three or four months of me being licensed in 2003, I remember being at a class and the person who was instructing it, I can't, I remember his name, Jackson, I don't remember his last name, but he was teaching us how to price properties from the eyes of an appraiser. And he's like, you, because if, the, that's what, what the, counts. That's what counts. Yeah. The buyer, you know, we always joke and around. And that's what and say, we teach the team too, honestly. Yeah. From the appraisal perspective. You have to, because yeah. there's always the old saying, well, the house is only worth what a buyer's willing to pay for it. Not true. Though. Not true. The buyer's, the house is only worth what an appraiser is willing to let the buyer pay for it. And so when you're meeting with a seller and they say, look, I want 600,000 for this house. And you're like, look, no appraiser is going to give you more than four, you know, 575. <laughs> You've got to be able to have the data to do that. And he's had some tough conversations with some sellers and I've, you know, he's told me about them and I'm like, it's a good thing you're an appraiser because they probably wouldn't have listened to well, another I think agent. it gives you a uh, credibility. Yeah, a credibility. I mean, that's kind of where I was going at with yeah. that. I think, you know, some, uh, from a, you know, realtor who hasn't been an appraiser for 23 years, they should listen to you more. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. How did you guys meet? We actually, it was funny. So he, I don't, when did you join eXp? Uh, December, 2020. Okay. So December, 2020. And then I met you like six months or three months later. Yeah. It was in February, I believe. Yeah. So Jason, like I was saying, he, you were at another company before. Briefly. Yeah. I'll let you tell the story. It's probably better. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I started with another a boutique. I'm like asking him all these questions. Like, right, right. Yeah. I started with another smaller boutique, which basically, um, specialize in multifamily um, and I started there because I was familiar with them because I, I bought many multifamily properties and and managed them and and that's who I used that's the agent I used was with that company anyways after a few months I realized that um, I, I wanted to try something different and I was getting all this information about exp I was following Ricky Carruth um, and so you know I had conversations with Ricky Carruth I reached out out to him and he talked me into it and I joined EXP. So I spent December, January, February, just nose to the stone, just grinding away, trying to figure out how this real estate gig worked. And I learned everything I could about all the CRMs and I learned everything I could about doing this and doing that and I tried to do them. But as, as most agents learn along the way, typically most agents will do what it takes one or two times and then they give up. Sure. And that's probably not too much different as far as yeah. your side of things go. Right. When you, you do get the right people, things and then you give You do the right things and you're like, whoa, this isn't working. Feet from gold. You expect uh, huge results. And yeah, it's the yeah. first time you do it, right? I'm gonna call somebody, oh wait, it didn't work. They well, you gotta gold. call them 15 times. Like that's the norm. Yeah. So um, I didn't know that, right? And. So I got to the point where I'm like, okay, it's been four, three, four months and I'm getting nowhere. I'm gonna seek out a team. Gotcha. So okay. I sought out a team, I interviewed a few different teams and I liked what Lynn brought to the table. So that's where I went. And within six months from then, I, I, things were starting to flow. And in nice. my first, first year, um, which is the last six months of my, my first year, uh, I closed 13 deals and things were rolling from there. So, I mean, 
what I, I recommend to all new agents, all new agents, I don't care what brokerage you're with, a team. I don't care. Throw the splits out the window and go learn how to be a real estate agent. Because okay. if you don't learn it, you're, you're just, I mean, 80% fail rate, right? Yeah. Oh, it's, I remember that sitting my um, code of ethics, first one, Arlington Heights, Illinois, you know where that's oh, at. Yeah. And this big room of people, all these brand new agents, and the person who's instructing us is going, all right, look to the right, look to the left. Oh, geez. And he's like, <laughs> one, only one of you is going to be here in six months. And I just hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, I just got my license. I'm like, did I just spend all this time getting into a business that has a high, massive turnover rate? You did. I did. <laughs> and I didn't realize it until, luckily I didn't realize it until that moment, but I was like, all right, well, I'm already committed, so here we go. Yeah, and the moral of the story is, is if you, if anybody puts in the effort and the time, mm -hmm. you will be a part of that success rate. Right. But most people give up before that point happens. And to your, to your point about the team, you know, 0% of zero, you know? Yeah, I, yeah, this is, I tell these, I tell this to people all the time, 100% of zero, is still zero. zero. So don't worry about the split. What yeah. uh, what would what do, would you guys say uh, is an advantage of being with EXP over somewhere else, or what what made you maybe this is for you, Len? What what drove you to EXP? So it, it's actually interesting, and I I hope people appreciate this. Um, I was with Keller Williams before, and Keller Williams phenomenal company, coaching, training. I mean, I learned a ton. Um, working there gotcha. and I learned probably the biggest thing I learned from that company was what I was was capable of okay. and I had coaching prior with Mike Ferry and some of these other companies and they use the same stuff right everybody's got access to the same information nobody's got um, nobody really has like the secret recipe it's all out there everything is out there and so at a certain point in time and I don't remember the year, I'm trying to remember the year, but they start talking about this concept of the expansion model okay. inside of Keller Williams. And so the idea is that you can set your team up in Phoenix and then branch out in Chicago, New York, you, know, you can go, you can be nationwide. And I originally had my license in Illinois, I let it lapse as I picked up my license here, thinking, well, I can still collect referrals and do stuff there, but I had basically shut down my business in Chicago because I didn't live there anymore. Okay. And so the expansion model reopened my eyes to the concept that, no, you don't necessarily have to do that. Okay. So I actually flew back out and took my test and reactivated so my license. So I'm, yeah. Right, so I'm activating. That's a huge benefit of EXP. Yeah. And so... So Keller, not to cut you off, it wasn't allowed. You couldn't do no, that. I, I was. Oh, you were okay. So they, yeah. they built that model for a lot of people in, they advertised it better because Glenn Sanford actually was an expansion agent inside of EXP, that's what EXP was built for, was because he was in multiple locations as well. Um, so they didn't invent it, it's just they had a bigger megaphone related to it. And so I had a split and a cap in Chicago, the cap in Chicago was 25,000. The split here was 18,000. And I had a cap here, and I had office fees here, and I had office fees here. And I've got Jeff in Chicago, who was my first client back in 2003, who's now, you know, he runs our Chicago area, and so he's on a split so with you the office. Your clients turned realtor. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Because cool. I did my follow up. You know, <laughs> I, I kept in touch with my client, and he's like, Very "Hey, cool. how do you like real estate?" Another story. But so here he is in Chicago as an agent on the team, and he's got a full split and cap with that Keller Williams um, office in Chicago. But then we've got you know Tim here locally, and he's on a team split because he's local. Right. And I always was trying to figure out a way to do that. 
And one day I opened up um, just, you know, a real estate article and talking about EXP and this really big team that I respected from Keller Williams had moved over to EXP and I'm like, these guys are nuts. Like, what are they thinking? <laughs> and I'm reading through it and all of a sudden they said, yeah, the biggest benefit of EXP is that we have one office fee and then everybody, no matter where they are in the country is on the exact same, same split. Job. And I was like, everybody's equal. And so that immediately turned you, on, turned you on to it. So that was one of the biggest benefits for me. And then everything else I found out afterwards with rev share, with stock and all that other stuff was just bonus. Yeah, see for me, it's it, the biggest benefit is the collaboration. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, and I haven't been a bunch of other places, but I just can't imagine being able to reach out to top producers and get the kind of response that you get here. And part of that, part of that reason is because we all want to see each other succeed at EXP mm -hmm. right. because we all are owners in the company. Yeah, we're all shareholders. Right? Right. So we want to see each other succeed. So like literally my, at EXP, the person that brings you in is called your sponsor. Okay. And I can reach out to my sponsor, Ricky Carruth, who was the top real estate agent in Alabama for years. He sold 100 homes every year. So um, At a decent price point. Yeah, too, so, and, and I mean, yeah. I can reach out to him. He gives me so much, so much stuff to help me in my career. Right. So you have your, you have that group, uh, that's your team, but you can really reach out to anybody at EXP. We have our own workplace, nice. which gives you the ability to have workplace chats with any agent in EXP. So you can seek out a top producer, asking what, ask what they're doing. Right. They will share that with you. Now you can implement it. And they're teaching classes online and constantly. I can log yep. in every day and could learn from somebody. But I mean, I, I mean, yeah. we'll we'll do a whole episode on this at some point. Um, well, that's a good segue. Let's uh, wrap this up. But let's let's give uh, some of the people listening what what, what can we expect uh, from this show in, in the future. Um, I'll, I'll start first. I mean, I'm going to share uh, current things that are happening in the lending realm. Uh, give tips about uh, how to overcome certain challenges in the lending realm. Which is important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, that, that'll go into credit, it'll go into income, um, it'll go into loan programs, um, anything new and fresh that's relevant. Um, I'll also talk about kind of projections in um, lending where, where I think what everyone wants to know probably where <laughs> rates are going to go. Yeah. Um, so that'll be a big topic as well. Um, so it'll be, it'll be fresh from the lending side, every show, it'll be relevant and it'll be stuff that'll also help with the realtors. Awesome. What do you, what do you guys expect? Well, the great thing about our business is no two transactions are alike. <laughs> so, you know, like Jason alluded to earlier, it's like, you know, after doing this for 20 years, I've seen a lot. And so I have solutions for different problems that come our way because I've seen it before. And so I think that. What I'm looking forward to is as we continue to have these conversations is we'll be able to bring yesterday's story and say, here's how we dealt with this issue in today's market. Because everything about real estate is hyper local and it is market of the moment. Like what are we doing right now to overcome these obstacles? And you know, pricing strategies, um, you know, how to get that listing sold that's you know been sitting there for a while, like what are some ways that you can do it? Um, you know, just even if it's just little tips and tricks, technology that could help you out a little bit. You know, we use a lot of technology that helps us out. So while we've been sitting here, we've been talking to our clients okay. because we have systems in place that allow them to be able to ask questions, get responses. We've got, you know, we've got a transaction coordinator behind the scenes who's 
helping us do make sure that our paperwork is going through. Nice. You know, there's not drop balls happening because we're sitting here for 20 minutes. Right. You know, we're not ignoring people. Things are happening, so we can talk about some of that stuff right. and how to build a team if that's something that somebody's looking to do. And I think what you said about you know about your experiences to watching this. It's things that you're saying about things that you're fixing, mm -hmm. realtors can pick up on that and might help them. Right? For sure. Yeah. With, with the current transaction, they might listen to this and like, oh, Len said that, why don't I apply that to my deal? Yeah. I, just yes, a couple days ago, I had an agent up, uh, a mentee. So that's another thing I liked about EXP is we can mentor people. Nice. Um, and so I have a mentee who's up in um, the Payson area and she's like, yeah, the buyer wants out, we're going to kill the deal. And I was like, throw a Hail Mary. She goes, what? I'm like, just throw this out here. Who cares, right? I'm like, he's going to sign the cancellation. I'm like, ask him what price he absolutely has to have on that house. Like, if, if I could get you this price, what would you take on it? Because the house needed all sorts of work after the inspection. And the buyers, the seller's like, oh, no, I'll do all the work myself. And he's like, no, I need this done professionally or I need a reduction. So he's like, I'm out. Right. I'm like, just throw a Hail Mary. She texts me back. She goes, he wanted $50,000 price reduction. He got it. We're still closing. I'm like, that's Boom. awesome. Yeah, she's you know so like it just took some experience yeah, right because right. well, all she's seeing is her first transaction is oh man it's falling apart it's falling apart yeah. and i'm like he wants the house ask him what's the bottom line and you know i've done it before it sometimes it's falling in my face yeah, or blowing up in my was, face what did it hurt though? hurt nothing she so, had the cancellation sign gotcha. so from the real estate plus appraisal side what what topics or stuff do you think we benefit from so I'll be, on the real estate side of things, I'll be able to bring a lot of the same stuff that Lynn just talked about, um, but also just, you know, and talking about how we can help agents, how we can, I mean, that's, that's our goal here is yeah. to help everyone succeed. I don't care what brokerage you're with. I mean, we're going to share our secrets to the business that we have um, in, in hopes of helping other agents. There's plenty of business for everybody. Yeah. Um, on the appraisal side of things, I mean, I think that's the other side of things where I can bring, I mean, you can bring the lending side, you can bring a lot of the agent side. I can touch on the agent side, but I can bring the appraisal side. Right. And they all mesh together perfectly yes, um, because yes, all three of them are necessary in a transaction. And I would say if you're an agent who doesn't really necessarily think that having a relationship or at least knowledge of the appraisal side is not super important, mm -hmm. I can absolutely attest to our, not only my business, but the team's business has absolutely improved and increased by having Jason as a part of the team, by him being able to share that knowledge, because it, it goes back to that problem solving. Now you have another tool in your tool belt to say, well, what if we approach it from this perspective? And so I would say tune in definitely for some additional appraisal tips and tricks and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, we get a lot of, you know, from the team members, a lot of, well, what, is, what do I tell them? Like, what should we list at? And, and I mean, and that's where I can jump in. I mean, I'm sure it would be fine without me there, but I mean, it's just another aspect that we, that we can bring well, to it's it. It's also got to give an extra layer of confidence to it. Yep. Oh, you for know, sure. Coming from someone who's been crazy homes for 20 plus years, that, that age, you've got to feel super, super confident. Yeah. So, oh, and, yeah. And, and, you know, when I teach these classes to the other agents too, that, that's, that's one of the things that I'm just, that I'm trying to do is to bridge the gap mm -hmm. between agents and appraisers. I say it in every class that I teach, um, can't we all just get along, right? <laughs> like there's no, you don't have to hate the appraiser. He has a job to do. His client is the lender. Right. That's his client. It's not the buyer. It's not the seller. It's job isn't to make everybody happy. His job is to make sure that the loan is not overextended. So if I can teach agents this and we can all be on the same page, 
Um, I can teach you how to file a reconsideration of value. I can, you know, there's so many different aspects we can touch on that we will touch on. Yeah. Um, just a quick plug too. I believe January 24th, uh, you're teaching a class. Yes. So uh, 24th. Yep. You can leave that on the, in the notes or something. Yeah. We'll, we'll find a way to add a link. link. Yeah. We'll figure it out. <laughs> well, anything else you want to end with guys? I mean, this was, uh, I think a great introduction. Let everyone kind of know our experiences. We've got a wealth of knowledge here. Um, I mean, between us, 60 years. It's almost. another way of saying it's we're over 60, 60 years. years. <laughs> it's another way of saying we're a bunch of old guys. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I look forward to doing this. You know, I, I did a, a show for a long time, sharing knowledge on the radio. So it, it's good getting this message out, and it's good to, um, you know, inform people, give, yeah. Them, yeah. give them power, right? Feels so, good. I'm jacked up. Uh, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right. All right. Signing off. All right. All right. Thanks, Real everyone. Thanks. See you.